0: It's a new, fun, interactive tool that you can use for your fundraising planning and in many different ways with your board, your donors, your staff to increase your fundraising success. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich and this is the first day from the Fundraising School. I'm joined today by my colleague, Dr. Chelsea Clark of the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy that has developed this wonderful tool called the Give-O-Meter. What is the Give-O-Meter?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, The Give-O-Meter is a tool that lets you compare your giving and volunteering with um, national standards or with peers. Um, Really the impetus for developing something like this. We had seen similar tools in the field of health and fitness um, or or, or other things where you would enter information, say, about your own health, your level of exercise, your dietary um, needs and and intake, and you'd get a calculation that said, you know, your this healthy compared to most people who are also yeah. your age and from your location, and um, just there's just a lot of tools out there that would let you compare yourself to other peer information, and there wasn't anything like that for charitable giving and volunteering, and so we decided, you know, it'd be really interesting, and we think that there there's some research out there that suggests that having this type of peer comparison information can influence your behaviors, um, and so we were thinking, you know, well, what if we develop a tool that lets you input some demographics, um, you know, things like. Um, your education level, your income level, um, what part of the country you live in, put in those details but then also tell us how much did you give to charity last year, how many hours did you spend volunteering and then do a calculation behind the scenes, and then spit out the output that shows you how you compare to other people like you, whether you're giving more, whether you're giving less, whether you're volunteering the same number of hours or something different, um, and you know, really the goal was to provide you with this comparison. We know a lot of times people don't know what they should be giving, and without having information about other people like them, it's hard to maybe make a decision about the level your gift should be at. So, we decided to build a tool that lets you do exactly that. Well,
0: that sounds fun and very fascinating. A couple safeguard things out uh, just up front. So it's free?
1: It is free. And when
0: I put information about myself, this isn't going to get sent out to fundraisers or this is, I'm just keeping my information in this database.
1: So we collect the information and we save it on our servers, but we don't ask you for anything that would make you personally identifiable. Right. So we ask for, you know, what state of the country do you live in? How many dollars did you give last year? But we don't ask for an email address or for your name or for anything that would let us actually identify you um, as who you are. And we definitely don't share the information with anyone. Yeah,
0: so we make that very clear so people can use this in a very safe way to learn about themselves. And Chelsea, as you were talking, I'm thinking many different types of applications for fundraisers as they're doing their fundraising planning. Let's just say I'm working with a particular donor. How might this help me in my relationship with an individual donor?
1: Um, Besides it just being kind of a fun tool to play with, it might be something that you could suggest, you know, if your donor is uncertain about whether they're doing everything that they can to um, benefit your organization or just to give back in general, you might suggest that they play around with it and think about, you know, what are people like them, how much Mm -hmm. are they giving, how much are they volunteering, and, um, you know, let them decide whether that influences what they should also be doing, just having that, that peer comparison.
0: Yeah, it's kind of that natural feeling people have of how do I compare with the norm? What, what is exactly. kind of typical? And it's just another nice little thing that we can be having in discussion with our donors. How about with our board? I mean, that's a big issue that comes up with fundraisers. We need to get our boards more engaged as donors, developing prospect lists, helping us raise money. I, I would see this maybe really good at a board meeting and maybe one-on-one meetings with board members, to kind of give them a better understanding of the fundraising landscape. How might a fundraiser use this with their board?
1: Um, I mean, I think similarly, you could take this tool to the board just to actually show them information about what the giving landscape looks like in the United States. So you could, um, you know, do an interaction specifically, you know, we're, we're in Indiana, but um, you can look at results in different regions of the country. So you could enter your own region. You could enter um, other details about who you think your, your typical donor is if you have that information, and then you could look at the profile of what that type of donor is is giving um, based on national standards and, and, the, and the data set that we use to build the tool. Um, and so then you could pro- possibly understand, you know, do we have the right expectations of our donors as a board or do we have our, the right expectations for our own board as donors based on what the typical American in our geographic location, is giving.
0: Chelsea, the Giving USA data, our fundraisers who come to the Fundraising School for Teaching and Assistance, they're really used to thinking in terms of Giving USA, okay. which, as you know so well, reports nine subsectors. Mm-hmm. Does the Give O Meter help me understand my subsector? So, if I'm in human services, it helps me understand a typical donor in human services or the arts or environment or so forth. Can I learn that much about a typical donor?
1: So, unfortunately, at this stage, we're not able to dig that deep below okay. the surface with the Give Specifically, now there are a couple other um, tools that we've developed mm-hmm. using the same data set, which is the Philanthropy Panel Study data okay. set, which is different from Giving USA, but also looking at at American giving. Um, and we have a couple other tools that could let you explore subsector giving, but the GiveWell meter itself doesn't quite go that deep below the surface.
0: So we have Giving USA, we have the Philanthropy Panel Study, we have the High Net Worth Donor Study, we have the Philanthropy Outlook Study, all the mm-hmm. types of free research that you can use. For your fundraising planning, and then including this give meter which can help us with individual donors, can help us with our board members, help us understand uh, what the do- donation landscape looks like as we're doing our fundraising planning. And Chelsea, I, I know that you also have received some interest from youth, from schools, from youth philanthropy. How can this be a tool? We want philanthropy to continue. We want philanthropy to grow into the future. How can people use this tool in their school, their religious congregation, their youth organization to, again, help our next generation learn about philanthropy?
1: Sure, well, right the second the give meter the data behind it that builds the tool is based on adults mm-hmm. 18 and older. But a a goal that we really have is to expand the tool itself so that we could bring in data on youth giving and we have a couple additional data sets that would let us do that. So that's definitely a goal we have in the future is to expand the tool so that it's applicable to, um, you know, kids in elementary school all the way through high school. Um, But for the time being, you could suggest that they enter information perhaps about their parents' socioeconomic status to see what people like them are giving, what households like their own are giving, um, and they could make comparisons that way.
0: Yeah, it shows this is a real thing. This is really happening, mm-hmm. and it's it's a habit that people can get into, including at earlier ages. Where, where do the data come from that are used as a baseline? I know people are entering data, and that can become part of the equation, but where did we start from to get the initial data?
1: Sure. um, People are entering their information. And as I mentioned before, we do collect it. But that is not what's used to actually create the results. So it's not just an accumulation of of user entered data. The data comes from the Philanthropy Panel Study, which is a um, a, a section of a larger study called the Panel Study of Income Dynamics, which has been an ongoing study since 1968. So we've been collecting data on American households their economic behaviors for a very long time, and we've had specifically the philanthropy section of this study since the early 2000s. Um, And so the data that we're building this tool from is nationally representative, um, and it captures information from from Americans across the country.
0: And can you talk just a little bit more about that? So if I'm understanding you correctly, regardless of gender, age, race, income, Mm -hmm anybody can use this and learn about their philanthropic behaviors.
1: Absolutely, and you can, um, with the different demographic questions that we even ask, um, you know, you can break things down farther. You can learn about yourself. You could also enter completely different demographic information to learn about other types of people and their giving behaviors.
0: So again, a free interactive tool that has some fun attached to it as you learn about yourself. You learn about the typical donor compared to yourself. This could be so helpful, yet another tool to use as you're doing your fundraising planning. You think you have a donor at a certain level, and certainly you're doing your research on that particular donor, but the Give-O-Meter might help you uh, gain an understanding related to ability in terms of people in that demographic. Uh, Also, this is a way for us to educate our boards of directors, our other colleagues on staff, to really enhance and deepen fundraising throughout our organization. And again, let's not forget those younger generations. This can be a fun tool. The kids love going online. uh, The way that the website is set up with information and by state can be a way to help teach our next generations about philanthropic behavior. Chelsea, where do people find out about this free website?
1: So they can go to generosityforlife.org.
0: So generosityforlife.org for the give meter for this free tool. And it's based on the Philanthropy Panel Study, which again is one of the many free reports that we make available on the website of the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Look for the research tab, pull it down, and you'll see lots of information there. And then when you go on the professional development tab, That's where you find the Fundraising School. And we have 17 courses in 17 U.S. cities. We do our custom training all over the world. And of course, we have quarterly webinars and these podcasts to help you receive the practical information that you need for fundraising success. Again, that website, philanthropy.iupui.edu. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more up-to-date on this first day from the Fundraising School.